The process of landing investment banking job offers can often feel like a black box, which leads to confusion and anxiety for most of the candidates going through it. Hey, my name is Sam Shaw, and I'm the founder of Wall Street Mastermind. I've personally coached numerous students on how to successfully break into top-tier investment banks, including Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, Centerview, Evercore, and PJT Partners, just to name a few. On this podcast, I'm going to help you demystify the investment banking recruiting process by sharing what the clients of Wall Street Mastermind have done to get results like these. Enjoy this episode. Tell me about yourself. It's it's good. Sure. Uh, So, well, first, thank you for having me this evening. And uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to uh, share a bit about how I grow up and uh, what brings me here today. So I'm a junior at the University of Virginia, majoring in financial mathematics and physics. I was born in China and one first came to U.S. for uh, pursuing my high school and college education. I was only 16 years old. So I lived with a Polish immigrant family throughout my high school years and uh, was actually very grateful for the three and a half years I spent with them. The father, Greg, was a truck driver and also the single source of income for the household. So... Um, their son, Jacob, and I, for the most of the times, were the only males left at the house. We would rise up early as, as early as 5 a.m. in the morning to do chores, and uh, we would, and during the weekends and in the afternoons, we would do yard work for the neighbors um, just to secure additional income for the family. So at the same time, we both excelled um, academically and athletically in high school. So I think it was a very humble beginning for a 16-year-old who used to live comfortably in China. But it was also during that period of time that I learned the uh, most important qualities of gratitude and hard work. And hopefully those would character- characterize me for the rest of my life. So academically, I was always being a talented student in um, analytical disciplines such as math and physics. I was born a problem solver and uh, I thoroughly enjoy um, researching on new concepts independently and making efforts to understand them. Um, understand complex systems with whatever resource I can find. So as a result, I wanted to do research growing up. During my senior year of high school, I was staffed onto an experimental physics project um, focused on laser spectroscopy. I had minimum prior knowledge going to the project, and uh, but I quickly got myself up to speed through hours and hours of re- and literature reading on my own. When I was finally assigned a desk and a range of spectrum to analyze, I wasn't expected to make much progress, just given that I was a high school kid and uh, the team of PhD students have been stuck on the project for almost a year. So, however, the hours of additional readings uh, give me enough intuition and my attention to detail sort of allow me to find a breakthrough discovery that will later help the team publish the paper six months later. I was awarded second author of the, of the paper and I thought it was an incredible achievement. That was definitely a lot involved, but you know, coming out of that, I see myself as someone who has insatiable motivation to learn and improve. So up, up until this point, I've spent most majority of my life um, building up a few fundament, foundational characters that will help me go along in many careers, but I didn't find my career interest until I joined the McIntyre Investment Institute, which is a student long, student-run long short equity fund at UVA. I instantly fell in love with market research and uh, and the complexity and the dynamics of the financial market. And I was thrilled to see that, you know, there's always something new, something new you can learn on a daily basis. 
that consequently I actively look for in internships that would broaden um, my horizon in the finance world. And given that my only relative experience was physics research, I was sort of adopted by two search funds that are heavily focused on industry screening and deal sourcing. So I really enjoy my internships and I did well, but at the same time, I wanted to go through the best training platform in finance, which is investment banking, which will allow me to sort of uh, gain exposure to a wide variety of deals and uh, building a strong financial modeling foundation that will serve me well in my career. So after speaking with numerous bankers at whatever bank, including two directors, I'm hoping to make the next step forward of becoming an investment banker with bank. So that pretty much sums up why am I here today and I'm very excited. Okay. Um, have we added your behavioral question here? Thomas? Um, have we edited your behavioral questionnaire yet? No, I only have the first three questions um, done for my first round. So I, I haven't finished off it yet. I'm in the last few, like last two. I'm going to finish it and send it over. But this is what I had, what I said during the interview, actually. So this answer you just gave is with the feedback incorporated already? No. Okay. So we gave you feedback, but you haven't incorporated it yet. No, I have I have uh, haven't gotten any feedback yet. Oh, I thought you got feedback on the first three. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Is are you waiting on weekly for that or? No, just uh, I mean, uh, like I, there's nothing coming up yet. Like I'm still waiting to hear back from them. But you know, maybe the next few days would be great. Especially, I send the uh, I was sending a sort of an updated version with all my answers before I only have like three. Okay. Um. So the reason why I ask is, <clears throat> I think this answer needs a good amount of work. To be honest, um, it's way too long in the beginning. Like the part that's leading up to everything leading up to like. The McIntyre Institute of, um, or the McIntyre Investment Institute. That's kind of like when you started talking about college stuff and more importantly, like your finance experience. And so I would say, like, your college and your finance experience stuff was maybe like one third of your answer. And the first two thirds of your answer was all about like growing up without a lot of money and like the, the research that you did in high school, the, the scientific research that you did in high school. Right? Like that, was, that was like the meat of your answer, which if anything, I would, I think the waiting needs to be the other way around where we need to focus a lot more on what happened in college, which is a lot more relevant to bankers and is what they care about. Like most bankers don't really care what you did prior to college, unless like the thing you did in high school was some like super amazing thing. Like, you know, I had a, I had another client who um, did a lot of scientific research in high school, but he was like, you know, competing nationally and internationally, you know, going to like the Intel science fair or whatever. And he was, you know, placing at those types of compositions. And even then, 
we I don't think we spend too much time talking about it. It's just like we just kind of weave it into the story and touch on it very briefly and then we move on. Right. So I think like honestly, when I was listening to your answer, like um you started losing me a little bit because I was like, okay, where is he going with this? Right. And I kept paying attention because I'm giving you a mock interview right now. I have to pay attention to be able to give you feedback. But if this was like a real interview where I don't have to pay attention or I don't have to give you feedback afterwards, then I would just tune you out, right? So that's not what you want, right? Um, I think like a couple other things too, like you're, you were like really formal when you first started out. Like the first sentence you said is something like, um, I don't remember verbatim anymore, but it's like, hey, thank, thank you for having me here this evening something, 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 right? I think like, personally, I don't like being overly formal in these interviews because you want, you want the interview to feel more conversational. Like the more this interview can feel like, oh yeah, I'm just like chatting with a friend, just having a casual conversation with a friend. I think the better it is because that, that means like the, the, the more, like the easier it is going to be for your interviewer to be like, yeah, I like this guy. Yeah, like I can see myself grabbing a beer with him or whatever. The more you're like super with your language, um, the more you feel like, a, like an interview. And I was like, everything has to be super serious and formal. I think that typically actually works against you. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. So just like, and I think like that is a good segue into also your delivery. Like, you know, you can go back and watch this recording afterwards, which is always a good thing to do is like watching recordings of your own interviews. Cause like sometimes when you watch yourself, it's kind of trippy. Like you start seeing things that you didn't realize you were doing. But I think that like the way you deliver the answer, you're, um, your facial expression is actually pretty like stoic like there's not a whole lot of expression and also your delivery is kind of just i don't know i don't, I don't, I don't know if the word is like flat but it's like very even it's just like there's no there's no variance in the way you talk right it's just like very matter of fact you're just like saying what you whatever it is that you wrote out for your answer and that is not like that to me is not engaging does that make sense so like from a body language and a delivery standpoint like you want to have a bit more inflection in your voice like sometimes you know it might be higher pitch sometimes you might come back down like sometimes you might speed up a little bit and sometimes you might slow down or you might even have like a deliberate pause in between saying you know one thing to the next right and so that that's how you keep people engaged right and like once in a while you want to like mix in a smile you don't have to like smile the entire time because like that's kind of awkward right but like you know if you're talking about yourself you're telling you you're telling your own story right and like you have an interesting in fact i would say like even your your story growing up the thing about like you know not having a lot like i'm not saying you can't talk about that but usually when you talk about stuff like that you want to just touch on it very lightly 
Like you can weave in the fact that um, I think you said this was your foster parents, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes. Yeah. So, you know, you can mention that you grew up with foster parents. You can mention that your foster parents didn't have a lot or whatever. But like if you harp on it too much, it almost feels like you're trying to get some like sympathy from me. It's almost like you're trying to get some sympathy points, which like nobody wants to hear like a deliberate sob story. I'm not saying that's what you were doing. I'm saying that's how it can come off, right? Yeah. So I've had another client who also, you know, didn't grow up um, like super well off. And he did mention that in his interview, but like the way he did it was, <coughs> he just said, um, he just said like, yeah, like, you know, he just said like, oh no, like I, um, I grew up, uh, I forgot exactly what he said, but he's like, oh, sorry, that was my daughter. Um, he basically said, like, you know, like growing up, I like, wouldn't have a lot, or like, you know, we didn't, we, we didn't have a lot of money, and that's actually why I became really interested in how money works and how the entire, how the financial markets work and how, like, so he touched on it. He touched on the fact that he didn't have money. But he used that to segue into like his interest in finance. That's how he first became interested in finance, right? And even just by lightly touching on it without saying like, oh, I have to wake up at 5 a.m. to go and like help make money and blah, 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 blah. Um, he already got the point across that he wasn't like born with privilege and you know he had to overcome more than maybe what most other people have to right it's like people can infer things on their own you don't always have to um spell everything out for them like oh i have to wake up so early i have to work so hard blah, 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 blah. Like, does that make sense yes now, some things you want to just like touch on it lightly and let them infer and draw their own conclusions which are pretty obvious anyway and then some things you actually want to spell out because if you don't spell it out, they're not going to understand the point that you're trying to get across. Does that make sense? Yes. So I know that was a lot of like feedback, but like, oh, and then one more thing too, like even the last third of your answer, which, you know, is the part starting from like the McIntyre Investment Institute onwards. And then you talked about like, join two search funds and then now you want to do what's making or whatever like like i said we want to make that part of the answer longer right we want to make that like the meat of the answer and so how i would do that is like you can elaborate a little bit more on what you did inside of the McIntyre institute uh investment institute you can elaborate a little bit more on what you did at the search funds or like it's, it's usually like what you did and what you learned from doing what you did, right? Uh, or, or, or both, right? And again, I'm not saying like get super into the weeds, but even if you just only had like two to three sentences on each of those experiences, it would feel more complete versus you just saying, yeah, and I joined two search funds. Okay, but like, so what? Or like, how is that relevant? 
at least tell me like, you know, at these sessions, like, this is what I was responsible for. And here's what I learned. And both of those things will basically help them see the relevance to banking or how it ties back to banking or how it makes you a better candidate for banking. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So that was a lot of like areas for improvement, but I think like the biggest thing is you need to just finish your behavior questionnaire and submit it for feedback because if you get the feedback, like I think like a lot of these um, issues will just go away because we'll, we'll call it out for you, right? Thanks for listening to this episode. Interested in discovering how you can get personalized one-on-one coaching from Wall Street Mastermind to help you beat out the massive amount of competition out there? Head on over to www.wallstreetmastermind.com slash apply. And the street is abbreviated to ST, so it's really wall, stmastermind.com slash apply. And our team looks forward to speaking with you.